Joining us today on Unpacking It is former college football player Mike Flint. He played linebacker at Sol Ross State in 1969 and 1970 before getting kicked off the team. However, in 2007, he returned to the football field as a 59-year-old grad student. He has an incredible story of chasing a dream, overcoming regret, and proving it's never too late. He wrote a book about his story called The Senior with LeBron James writing the foreword. I'm thrilled to share Mike Flint's journey with you today. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing great, Bryce. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're, we're fired up about it. And, and so really, we're just going to we're going to give some of the, the, the background to to your story. And then we'll, we'll really hear some of the, the details of, of what took place uh, with your your crazy return to football. And it's just it's just awesome. And so what was life like for you growing up? And, and, and who were you as a 20-year-old college student the first time around at Sol Ross State? Well, I was, uh, I was raised in West Texas. Um, I call it the great nation of West Texas because they, <laughs> they've got their own way of doing things, and anyone that's ever spent any time out there will uh, certainly understand that. But uh, my dad was a... Um, World War II veteran. He was in D-Day, Battle of the Bulge, and he pretty much used that um, military training mindset in, when, in, in rearing me, and uh, we started boxing at a, a very young age. I was six, and um, he called it boxing. I'm, I'm pretty sure what we were doing was fighting, <laughs> but um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, and uh, Daddy, uh, in his training of me, um, th- the greatest impact he had on me was the mental training. And um, he impressed on me how important it was to always be in a, um, in a position where I could take advantage of He felt like I was going to be small, and uh, so he, he wanted to give me every opportunity um, that he could to, to know how to take care of myself. And so um, the, the mental, I was a good person. I wasn't a troublemaker, but uh, as I got older, I became a trouble seeker mm. uh, because of all the training I had. Um, um, I didn't mind fighting. And um, in West Texas, with the Roughnecks, the um, the Cowboys and all the football, if, if you don't mind fighting, there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Um, I uh, was on that first state championship team at Permian High School that um, inspired the book and the subsequent movie, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I had multiple scholarship offers. I ended up at a, uh, a college, Solaw State, uh, university uh, down in, in South Texas, and um, I was a, an all-conference linebacker. Um, I had my sophomore year, I had over 100 tackles. Uh, I had over 100 tackles my junior year, and uh, I was voted team captain. Uh, I was the leading tackler on that team. I was voted defensive player of the year, most conscientious, and I, I had a stellar reputation with my teammates, uh, however, the administration did not share uh, that opinion of me. Mm. Um, I had 10 off-the-field altercations over mm. that two-year time period that 
basically had me on their radar. And um, um, coming back my senior year, I I could have graduated um, the summer before my senior year. I, I needed six hours to graduate. I came back for one reason and one reason only, and it was to win a conference championship. We were playing in a Lone Star Conference at that time, which was one of the premier conferences in the nation because it was integrated. Mm. And we had some great black athletes playing uh, at schools in that conference. And um, we had gone eight and three uh, my junior year. So I was coming back my senior year to win a conference championship. And I uh, got in a fight during two-a-days. The coaches had asked me to check curfew to make sure everyone was in uh, at the dorm. A couple of guys uh, weren't in. Uh, I confronted him about it. Uh, one of them took exception to me, telling him when he could and couldn't come and go. And it got physical, and he got hurt. Um, and the president of the college was called. Uh, he called the head coach and said, I've, I've heard Mike Flint's name for the last time. It's you or Mike Flint. Who's it going to be? Mm. And uh, he called me in, told me that uh, he had no choice, that uh, I was not going to be able to play my senior year, and uh, that he was going to have to kick me off the team, and, and I was kicked out of school. Wow. And, you know, that was – football was – was really all I had. I, mm. at that point in my life, I, you know, I had no faith. Um, um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home and, um, I left, uh, West Texas, um, went to Austin, Texas and met a, uh, beautiful young co-ed there at, uh, <laughs> at the university of Texas. And we started dating and fell in love and, um, uh, um, we end up uh, getting married, and we've been married now for uh, over 46 years. Oh, but Eileen, awesome. um, changed my whole life. She she introduced me to to Jesus. Amen. I love it. So we're talking with Mike Flint right now on unpacking it, and and just an incredible story of of playing college football late 60s, early 70s, and then again in 2007. And so we're in the middle of that story. We'll, we'll get to the, 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 the peak of, of the football side in just a moment. But, but Mike, you, you mentioned all right, you, you didn't have a faith background. You get kicked out of college. You, you meet you, the, the, the love of your life. We end up marrying. And so how, how did uh, Jesus become real to you? And, then, and, and how did he ultimately transform your life? Well, there were some things that happened in my life uh, from a, a business standpoint that I was uh, backed into a corner, and it was um, it was pretty devastating to me. It was something that, uh, through trust in a in a friend that was betrayed, uh, there were possible legal ramifications, and I um, I just was at a loss for how to deal with it, how to handle it, and. Mm. I was drinking a lot at the time, and I um, had been drinking um, a, a bottle of Jack Daniels and uh, told Eileen, uh, I said, you know, I, I think the easiest thing for me to do, to, I just can't, I can't deal with this anymore. It would be to, you know, take my pistol and, and go in 
my closet and in this. Mm. And uh, she just, she, she looked at me and she knew with my violent past that this wasn't alcohol talking, that she needed to, she needed to help me. And mm. um, throughout our relationship, uh, Eileen had demanded that, you know, hey, listen, it's not, this is not an option. Uh, we're going to church. Mm. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to have our kids are going to be raised in a, in a Christian home. And so I would sit in church and I would be listening to the preacher and I would be thinking about other things. And, uh, you know, I, I was so full of pride. Uh, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to have anybody die for me, uh, mm that I was a self-made man. I, you know, I could, I could take it. I could do whatever I needed to do. And then, uh, God knocked me to my knees mm. and, um, Eileen took me that day, um, after that statement and we went for a walk and she was holding my hand and I never really knew until that time, the depth of her relationship with, uh, with Christ. And, mm. She began to quote scripture to me and uh, explain to me how much that uh, Christ loved me and the plan that he had for me. And and I, all of a sudden, it dawned on me, I didn't know anything about God. I didn't know anything about the Bible. And uh, so, but I knew that day, I knew somehow deep down that things were going to be different and it was going to be better. And um, over the next few weeks, uh, I ended up, uh, making a profession of faith in Christ and, uh, forever changed my life. Amen. Oh, absolutely. It's a game changer. And, and man, what a story. Mike Flint, our guest right now on unpacking it. And, and when we come back, we're, we're going to hear the, the rest of the story. So he goes from playing college football. He gets kicked out. His, his life is, is unraveling. He, uh, he understands who Jesus is, begins to follow him, and it's amazing what God does in his life following that. So when we return here on Unpacking It, we've got plenty more. We're just getting going with Mike Flint. He's the author of the book, The Senior. LeBron James wrote the foreword for the book, and so we got plenty more right here on Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're talking sports faith and life you can check out our website unpackingit.com and we're in the middle of a conversation with mike flint he played linebacker at soul ross state in 1969 and 1970 and so we're in the middle of the story of how he got kicked off the football team ended up deciding to follow jesus later in life once he met his wife and then now we're going to get into the story of, of how he decided to return to football in 2007 as a 59-year-old grad student. So, so Mike, let, let's continue uh, right now. And, and so here, here you are. Your, your life is beginning to change be, because, uh, because of Jesus, and he's transforming your life. And so, so what, what does life look like at, at this point, and, 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 and how often are you thinking about the disappointment and the regret about getting kicked off your college football team and, and ending your, your football career earlier than you would have, have liked? How often was this popping up in your mind? Well, it was a constant thing. It was something that um, I just, uh, it became the greatest regret in my life, losing that senior year. See, that team was picked to win the Lone Star Conference, and 
Um, I knew the talent we had, and those guys would play for me. That was my team. And uh, they went 4-6-1 and one after I got kicked out. They didn't even have a winning season. And so I shouldered that responsibility. And uh, But it was it was something I lived with. And I didn't share with anyone uh, about how much – I mean, I cried more times than I can remember mm. thinking about what might have been. And uh, I, I went into the strength coaching business. I became a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Nebraska, University of Oregon, Texas A&M. And I always had a philosophy about my training that I would never ask one of my athletes to do something that – I was not willing to do myself. And so I stayed in great shape helping other people get in shape. And I uh, resigned from coaching uh, years ago. We moved to Franklin, Tennessee, where we live now. And um, I stayed involved in the in the fitness industry and that philosophy and that mindset of staying in shape. And so through happenstance in 2007, I found out that I still had a semester of eligibility left. Um, wow. Ross had changed to a Division three school, and so age limit was no longer uh, an issue. And um, I um, stepped out in faith, um, flew down to Texas, uh, drove back to Alpine in South Texas, where the Sorrell State University is located, and met with the head coach, and um, by the grace of God, my timing was perfect. I had an opportunity to to um, try out with uh, 17 freshmen that were there for orientation. Oh. And um, the head coach, you know, he, after the tryout, told me, he said, um, I, uh, I was totally shocked when I put you out there with those freshmen, he said, I, uh, I thought that uh, it was going to be complete chaos, but you can run with those guys. Wow. And, um, he said, uh, you know, I, I had three questions before I could give you an answer to your question about walking on. Number one, physically could, could a 59 year old guy play college football? He said, mm-hmm. watching you run with those guys, there's no doubt in my mind that you can do that. The second thing was, uh, a reason for you to come back and jeopardize your health, you would have to have an incredible reason. And I had told him, I said, I'd, I'd like to walk on if I can as a linebacker and help a bunch of young men that I don't even know. But for me, it makes up for those guys I let down all those years ago, and I, I want a chance. And he said, I can't think of a better reason than the one you've given me. And he said, the third thing was passion. Mm. Uh, desire. He said, to go through what we're going to put you through in two-a-days to make this team, uh, you're going to have to have a tremendous amount of desire. And he said, but uh, I can see it in your eyes. I can hear it in your voice. You've probably got more desire in it than any kid we've got on this team. He said, you be here August 12th. I'm going to give you a chance to make this team. It's incredible. So uh, that's how it started. Um, It was... uh, it was probably, oh, there's no doubt that it was the most difficult thing I've ever done physically. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I always had a philosophy about those linebacking positions that one of them was mine and someone was going to have to take it from me, but I'd never played football in a 59-year-old body before. Mm. 
and uh, those young guys like to beat me to death. <laughs> <laughs> but um, from a spiritual standpoint, uh, it was uh, every single day was such an incredible blessing. The, the, the relationships, the the God allowed me to develop relationship with those young men, and I knew that He would. Uh, that I still I still stay in touch with them now. It's been 11 years, oh, and um, we stay in contact. But um, it was uh, it was the most incredible experience. My there were there were actually um, uh, two games that that truly stand out in in that season. Um, my first game back in in 37 years of, of being away from the sport, my first game back on the field, we won the game in, in triple overtime. Wow. And um, uh, all, of, all of my, all my family, I was on the field when we won the game. Cool. Um, all my family was there to see the game. Um, you know, my, my, my sisters, my mother, uh, all my children, my, my oldest grandson got to see me play. Everybody was there, and it was just it was so amazingly special. And then um, the other game was uh, homecoming. Um, the president of the college introduced me. He called me and said, I want to introduce you before the game starts. He said, we're going to be introducing uh, a lot of your teammates from 69, 70, and 71 that have come back to watch you play, and we're going to be introducing them, and they don't know it, but we will. We want to introduce you, and we'd like you to be in full uniform and just hide around the side of the stadium, and we'll call you over the PA system, and you come out on the field. Mm. Well, they introduced. There were 29 of my former teammates and coaches that were there. Oh man! And uh, they uh, announced over the PA system. They called out my name and. Uh, I started out on the field, and those guys all turned and started walking towards me, and um, I, I just I knew I couldn't look at them because I was going to get emotional. Oh yeah. And yeah. so I'm I'm looking out at the ground, and I, I ran up to them, and uh, I, when I got close to them, I looked up, and every one of them were they were crying. They were all crying, and oh. one of them grabbed me, and he said, uh, "Mike, we keep." reading where you said that you let us down um we knew that fight wasn't your fault and we we never never blamed you for that and besides look because you came back to play we're all back together again Mm. and so god in his mercy um you know gave me that forgiveness that i needed from my former teammates to overcome that greatest regret in my life and uh and then enabled me to play my senior year and uh, Eileen and I were on a walk Sunday after that game uh my first game back and she said see God knew all those years ago when you got kicked out that he was going to give you this senior year back Mm. and it was going to be more special than anything that you would have ever done back then because your whole family was able to share in it with you wow Oh, it's remarkable. Oh, it's so encouraging, so inspiring. It's the story of Mike Flint, a a 59-year-old grad student who returned to the football field back in 2007 at Sol Ross State, and and he wrote a book about it. It's called The Senior, and and LeBron James actually wrote the the foreword for the book. And 
And, and Mike, just listening to your story, it, it's just so encouraging and, and inspiring. But but as you speak and as you as you tell your story, what what's the the message that you hope people receive? And 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 how can you even just challenge and, and inspire listeners today in regards to? the concept of chasing a dream and, and overcoming regret and, and also just proving that, that it's, it's never too late and to, to let people know that wherever they're at in life, it's not too late. How, how do you kind of put that into a, uh, an encouraging word for us today? Well, there's yeah, a, a couple of things. First of all, there's an old saying that anybody who's been in, involved in football will, will remember and, and has heard before, uh, you got to want it more. Mm. And have you ever heard a coach say that? Well, sometimes you've got to want it longer. Mm. And um, you can't, if you go to Genesis 32, um, and it's the story about Jacob and um, uh, struggling with the angel. And uh, it's just an, an amazing, incredible story about not quitting. You just can't quit because you never... Uh, failure is not something, it's not who you are, it's something that happens to you. And as long as you don't quit, then, then you're, you're never going to fail. You're going to keep learning and moving forward. But the, the, the things that are important from my perspective and, and what helped me is, number one, was attitude. Um, and I believe that I, that I could overcome the challenges that I was faced with, and in my mind, that I could do everything that I could when I was younger, and I, I'd worked towards that. I'd um, I'd devoted and invested in my time and in my health, and so. Uh, but I, my attitude was positive. That I was I was going to go forward. I was going to give it my best. And and um, the second thing was belief. I I believed in um, in myself and my God-given talents and abilities, and. It, you know, Christ tells us to to love ourselves. You know, we're we're instructed to love others as we love ourselves, but we don't stop and ask ourselves that question often enough. Do I love me? Hmm. Do I really love me? And 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 then you believe in yourself, and then then you you've got to have commitment. You've got to be committed. I, I'm I'm termed as a motivational speaker, but I. I think motivation is is way overrated. Motivation, motivation's a quarter horse. Hmm. That, that that triple crown is won by a thoroughbred, <laughs> and you've got to have commitment and and discipline and and stay with it. Don't quit. Don't hmm. don't let somebody else talk you out of your dream. Don't let somebody else. Now your dream may change over time. It may evolve into something different, but it's still your dream. And and you just you can't you can't quit, and so you know those are the things. And it's you know uh, A B C attitude, belief, and commitment. Um, and it's it's extreme. It's very simple. And it's good. not always easy, but it's simple. It's good. Wow. Well, it's it's such a and just an inspiring story of Mike Flint, the the senior. Uh, who who made it back as a 59 year old college football linebacker and 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 showed us uh, that it's never too late to to go after our dreams and and just uh, just such a cool story that that I'm glad we could share today because it, it happened years ago and and you, you you got some some national attention and and it was really cool to to just 
to hear the story, but now years later to, to see that it, it still holds up as, as something that's so remarkable. It, it's, it's not, you know, done every day, but I am curious though, Mike, how many maybe stories have, have you heard since then of, of people that you've inspired to, to, to do something? And, and have there even been any other football players who have attempted to, to return to, to the game? Well, there have. There's been, uh, I'm aware of uh, uh, three uh, other guys that uh, have, uh, have gone back to play. Two of, them, two of them were kickers. One of them was a, a running back. Um, but, um, they, you know, they were aware of my story. Uh, there've been a lot of other people that have contacted me that have taken on other challenges in their life that age, um, was a, a, a big obstacle for them. And they cited my story as a part of the inspiration in giving them the, uh, the confidence to at least try. And so, uh, I'm grateful for that. I, you know, I, I used to have people walk up to me that would recognize me, particularly when I was in Texas, uh, that would just, they, they wouldn't tell me their name. The men, when they'd walk up to shake hands with me, they'd ask me, they'd say, are you Mike? Hmm. And I'd say, yes, and they'd, they'd tell me their age. <laughs> I'm 58 or I'm 62. And then they'd start telling me what the things that they were doing to take better care of themselves since I had gone back to play. And that was always such an incredible blessing to me uh, for someone to take those positive steps based on something that, that I had done. I love it. Well, I encourage people to check out the website, MikeFlint.com. Find out more information. Find out about the book, The Senior. Uh, LeBron James wrote the foreword for it. And, uh, and Mike, man, really appreciate you, uh, you being a part of the, the show today and just so thankful that, that God really changed your life and, and it's just cool to, to see how he, he used you in a remarkable, unique way uh, to be an inspiration to, to so many people. So, so thanks for sharing that with Unpacking It today. You bet, Bryce. Thank you so much. for And for your listeners, it's spelled F-L-Y-N-T, because um, a lot of people will look for F-L-I-N-T, but it's F-L-Y-N-T. But I, I appreciate so much you having me. And, um, and I'm, I'm just, uh, again, I just rejoice in, uh, in the blessing that I have in my health and um, God's grace and mercy. Amen. Absolutely. He's Mike Flint. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA.